0: Hey, welcome to Recovered AF podcast number six. My name is Aaron. I am a co-host, and Kyle is the other co-host, and he's going to give a disclaimer.
1: Hey, yeah, absolutely. Uh, We are not affiliated in any way at all with any 12-step organization, as we always say. We're just a couple of dudes sharing our experience about the work and whatever else comes up about the topic and the discussion, so...
0: Yeah, so this is episode six. Um, We don't have a guest tonight. Uh, We just decided though that uh, whether we have a guest or not, we're going to put out content um, as much as we can. And uh, we've had some really positive feedback. Um, One of the things that we were going to start about talking about was the disclaimer. Um, My wife had had a question about it and I think her question was like are you as individuals not affiliated or as a podcast not affiliated because you guys are always talking about the fellowship and you guys are referencing the 12 steps and sometimes we even actually mention by name the fellowships that we're a part of and um, I guess what the thing about that is is um, we're we are the fellowship that I belong to. Does not have spokespeople, spokespeople, and representatives of it. And I would not ever claim to be a spokesperson or representative of it. Although I may be a member of it, what I am is a person who has um, taken the steps, using the directions outlined in our literature, and uh, recovered from addiction that way. So, but that that in no way makes me a, a spokesperson for that fellowship, and. Does that make sense? Did I explain that? Yeah. I feel like I'm... No, that's I'm, exactly right. I feel like, like I had a thing and then I lost it. Right.
1: We're just sharing our experience with the program, but that does not mean that we're affiliated with the program. Um, that we are, yeah, representatives in press, radio, film, or anything. We are just two dudes that are talking about our own life experience. And part of that is we're able to talk about books we've read, and therapists and counselors and some other stuff that wouldn't be allowed in our program at meeting level because it's just you and I doing our own thing and we're not affiliated and we disclaim that up front, then I that's why we're allowed to kind of discuss what we want to freely.
0: Yeah, and like, uh, like Kyle and I are members of two different fellowships entirely, although we use the same literature, so we couldn't really be representative of one fellowship since neither of us are part, you know, like, uh, I mean, he attends my fellowship meetings and I attend his fellowship meetings, but we're members of actually two and and we're going to have members of the family fellowship on here, uh, hopefully next week, right? Uh, the fellowship for members, uh, our family members and friends of people like us. And, uh, you know, we, I don't know we we've talked about maybe even having mental health professionals on. So, um, although, you know, the, the, the foundation of this is each of us have you know recovered as a result of taking the 12 steps that doesn't mean that um i, I, I guess again that we're you know representative of those groups or speak for those groups i would never want anybody to think that and, and the reason that is you know for for people that haven't ever that do anything know about the 12-step programs you know when they came about i don't know th- 20 or so years afterwards, they set down some guidelines to help protect those fellowships and so that they might live on. And uh, we're just trying to abide by those guidelines.
1: Absolutely. And I think one thing you and I both have agreed on that we will continue to do is uh, be open-minded and ask for feedback because, you know, if someone has something that they would have a concern or just a comment or something they think we might be missing on. I think you and I need to be open to those suggestions, and that's why we have a Gmail set up, recoveredafpodcast at gmail.com, for that kind of feedback, because I think you and I, A, value the programs and the guidelines that were laid out, and we want to abide by them as much as possible, but also understand we're not affiliated with them, so it's not something we, we have to follow, but as an individual person that belongs to that fellowship, I do in my life, but this podcast does not. I, it's kind of a weird thing yeah and that's why you and I are a open to suggestions or comments and B trying to um, trying to navigate these waters successfully without frustration or concern about us violating those guidelines.
0: Yeah, that's right. And Kyle mentioned that podcast or the, the email address again and that's recovered AF podcast at gmail.com we, we keep forgetting to
1: reference that so if you've got feedback uh for us feel free to email us yeah please put it, send us stuff especially our uh, our listeners i noticed we've got some listeners like in dallas and some other places it'd be cool to get some feedback on who's listening not not just about this but just in general if people are getting any value out of this it would be cool to to hear about it Yeah,
0: and so like just so you know, we don't like when we get to look at the analytics, we just get to see cities and towns where people have listened to it, and that's about that's all we get to see. Exactly, it's not like we get any insight about who these people are. Yeah, to do some reverse stalking (laughs) or something. Yeah, we have no
1: idea. It just shows total listens in a city, and then how they might be listening, like whether it's off of uh, the uh, podcast app or stitcher or something but it doesn't say who or where or like where they are specifically yeah, exactly just in the town so
0: um and we've gotten some really positive feedback um it's all been from our family and friends and stuff like that and i think that's one of those is why we decided just to go ahead and do another show without a guest is because uh we got some feedback and people are like yeah we, you know we like it with a guest we like it without a guest um uh, like just be genuine and keep doing what you're doing and. I don't know. The feedback we've gotten is really positive And, uh, and then, uh, actually the other day I'd gotten some positive feedback and I was looking at how many listens and I was starting <laughs> to feel pretty good about myself and starting to think that I was pretty, pretty, pretty big something. And then, uh, and then a person at my work yelled at me for driving in an incorrect location, <laughs> and shooting my ass. <laughs> and I was like, okay, guess I'm just not anything special. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm pretty stoked about today too. Uh, what a good day for, I'm a big sports fan, so... Yes. We've got... We had the uh, golf on earlier, and now Aaron and I are flip-flopping between the Elite Eight and the UFC fights on ESPN, which is pretty dope.
0: Yeah. It's a good time. It's a good time. Like, it's just funny how that this thing has gone in just a few episodes to where we were so sweaty and nervous the first episode that we did, that now we're watching... Sports while we're doing <laughs> yeah. Basketball while we're... Yeah.
1: Yeah. I... uh one time during the Elite Eight, I was over at my buddy's house in the basement, and I uh, polished off a half gallon of vodka in the first game, and That's yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a rough one. That's so a good time. I always, every time the Elite Eight comes on, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that time that I uh, put down a bottle of Svedka <laughs> <laughs> and was off and running for a few days.
0: We, uh, Yeah, I used to take off this Thursday, the first Thursday and Friday, and meet my buddy at like That's 10.30 right. yeah, at the sports yeah. bar, and we'd start drinking, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> like a lot like every few years it would also fall on um St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Yeah, that'd be a bit of a wreck. Yeah.
1: You know what was my favorite? Cinco de Mayo because yeah. the Kentucky Derby's always on that weekend uh, and we used to correlate our fantasy football draft to the horses racing in the Kentucky Derby. Nice. So then you had a reason to watch that and then there's always like a good boxing match on and then yeah. Cinco de Mayo itself. So that was always a hell of a weekend. Yeah, it's a good sports weekend. Yeah. Um, the one
0: thing I was gonna tell you, um, like well, in talking about this podcast with my wife, who's a, oh yeah
1: a big supporter, it's, is this the story you yeah, told me? You it, can't tell me until yeah. we go live. <laughs> she
0: sent me a so she sent me a she sent me an article from Time the other day about uh, bromances. Oh, yeah, my God. yeah. And she said, um, in the article, it said like that sometimes that these bromances can men can find them more. Um, Satisfying as their relationships <laughs> with their other person, with their you know, with their lady friend or whatever it may be, and I said uh, I was like, "Nah, babe, you know that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we we might have a bromance, but it's not at that level." And uh, she reminded <laughs> she reminded me of a time that I started to call her sweet buns, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I can't call you sweet buns." Yeah, that's Kyle's nickname. That's what you call <laughs> <Yeah>. me now. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> and uh, so I was wrong, uh, you know, about that. But I just don't want to. I'm not sure
1: it's okay to live
0: in a world when another man can't call another grown man Sweet Buns McGee. Yeah. If that's not okay, then I'm not okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. You also promised you'd be wearing something slutty when I got over here. So I think we're teetering on the line of this being a full on bromance. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that's what we've got. So that's where we're coming from. Yeah.
1: So, uh, mm. so what cra- went down this week, dude? Anything? Um,. I had a pretty eventful week.
0: Oh, yeah. Your week seemed much more terrible than mine, did. I
1: had a trailer. I work for a company where we deliver stuff out of a big 53-foot trailer, and we had a trailer literally break in half. And then we had to uh, bring a tow company in and (laughs) lift the middle of the trailer up and then give me a headset, and I'm climbing the trailer, and I feel like a badass. Like, I'm either... A, in a NASCAR pit stop with the headphones on or like a firefighter. And moving shit from one trailer to another because they were concerned it was going to collapse again.
0: Yeah, it, uh, I saw the picture that you sent me. It didn't look fun at all. It looked cold and wet and dark and uh, miserable. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, like the stuff you had to transport is not light.
1: No. And then uh, I haven't felt too good this week either. So it's yeah. Been a rough so you week. were talking about that though, like maybe that that might be.
0: Um, Yet another after effect from your drinking, right? Because your kidneys were all fucked up when you got here.
1: Yeah. So when I got sober, I did some blood work and stuff that my kidneys weren't functioning much. And um, I haven't had much feedback because I've, you know, I've, I've changed my lifestyle and my health. And when I got here, I, w- I was like deathly skinny. I, you know, I was, I feel like people that drink either go one or the other way. They either balloon up or they, get real real skinny like deathly ill and I uh I was super skinny and um my kidneys didn't work very well and I'm I haven't had much side effects since then since I've kind of taken corrective measures but uh yeah my my kidneys were killing me this week and uh I just felt like shit dude I was just dragging I was like I had no energy Wednesday morning I woke up I literally couldn't like barely get out of breath out of bed I had like weird bruises all over my body and stuff it was weird but uh I went home early Wednesday and went home early on Thursday. I still went to work, but I went home early both days and then uh I don't know, I'm starting to bounce back. I feel pretty normal again today. So, I took my dog for a run and stuff. So, I think I'm back to normal. But Oh, you ran? I did. I ran today. Yeah. How's your triathlon training going? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you
0: know what? So, um So, so it turns out like a dozen years of opiate addiction, will do a number on a fellow's testosterone levels, mine were that of like a dead person. Like mm. they were like 200, they were low, they were really low.
1: What's normal? Um, I think... Like a thousand or something? Yeah, it's like
0: somewhere, like the high is like 1100 and maybe the mid-range or the low range is like 700, mm. but I'm not entirely sure. Sh- you were exactly at 200? Sh- yeah, I was really low. Yeesh. And, uh... Uh, yeah, I heard that click. Yeah, I think we're getting a little feedback. from <laughs> getting a little, uh, getting a little excited. Also, we're talking uh, about
1: the testosterone. I think what we've been doing a good job of is um, we noticed our audio sounds like shit. Oh god, it was so low. We
0: apologize about that. Yeah. We couldn't hear
1: anything. If you guys couldn't hear anything, we couldn't hear anything either. Yeah, sorry about that. But we have adjusted our mixer, and I think our audio sounds much better. Yeah. But- We'll see but yeah. anyways back to your oh, yeah. low T so, so no T I think so it's no more so no T yeah that's right
0: yeah that's right and so um it was actually when it was actually when I was still using my wife had heard about this hormone replacement therapy and dragged me down to the doctor's office and like I was afraid I was going to get outed because again I was like always hiding what I was doing and I was like they're going to have to do blood work they're going to see that I'm just full of fucking drugs and like <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get busted and uh, apparently they don't do a drug screen, or if they do, they don't talk about it. And, mm-hmm. and uh, anyway, so but I was terribly low on testosterone, so they started pumping me full of it. It didn't really have an effect when I was still getting when I was still you know getting loaded. Um, like nothing really had an effect except right. for opiates. Yeah. And um, but then when I ended up getting uh, when I ended up getting sober, um, like I started noticing a real difference. And uh, so then I so I so I do that every five or six months, and. Uh, and then I was feeling really dragging ass the last couple of weeks. And like I said, I was, I'm supposed to be training for a triathlon. And the deal is is like, I'm not sure I really want to do it now, but I've told too many people that I was going to do it now. Yeah. Now you're <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucked. Yeah. I bought a bike. And I will never let you hear the yeah. end of it if you she don't do right. it. There's, yeah. I'm fucked. I have to do it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to hold your feet to it. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. My big mouth.
1: Well, and you've sunk a good amount of money into this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to go into how much, but it's a lot of money into this triathlon. I,
0: a bike, a home trainer, some shoes, maybe some heart rate monitors and <laughs> <Yeah>. several, <laughs> I th- like I still I'm struggle. A swim membership <laughs> and, yeah, or a pass or yeah, whatever. That's right. yeah. Sp- you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Plus the man speedos. So you're in
1: there pretty deep.
0: I still struggle to do shit in moderation. So sometimes if I decide I'm going to do something, uh, that's, I ended up going all out on it.
1: Yeah. What's moderation? Yeah, I don't understand not
0: really. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but so then I, you know, I really started, I got sick about a month ago or maybe six weeks ago and I really struggled to get back on track. And when I was in there getting the, um, testosterone, put in my butt today she told me that all that extra training might have actually depleted my testosterone levels mm. so the cool thing is it helps me recover quicker but i guess you can blow through it by overdoing over... it yeah i guess so but uh it looks like it looks like rabbit pellets it looks like it looks like rabbit food what that's does
1: the testosterone pellets and they just stick them straight up your no no no, <laughs>
0: no we're not going that way Sorry, that's how i getting uh, some feedback that, yeah still. That's how I used to do the. No, just, I never, I never. Uh, <laughs> keister stuff. Yeah, I, across did, the I didn't try it. I always wanted to, but I, was, I didn't want to waste my shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, mm, this is pretty expensive to be sticking up my ass. <laughs> yeah. So, so I didn't try that. No. So what it is is it goes like in between the muscle and the fat, or somewhere or in the fatty tissue. Oh, okay. And uh, they inject it into that. Well, it looks like a little straw. It looks like a tiny little straw, only a skinny, like a like a like a coffee straw, mm-hmm. and it's an aluminum shoot and they stick that down in you and then they stuff the pellets through the straw Holy shit. and sink them down into that fat tissue
1: wow yeah and so. you said it takes what like a week 10 days something like that before you feel the effects of yeah, it Yeah, 10
0: days and i'll be fucking racking weight like yeah. a crazy person <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> is that what happens what happens you just immediately feel it or um
0: yeah usually i know it and i notice in my manhood yeah you're like hey yeah. buddy <laughs> yeah. start waking up with Things and the problems in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
1: Amber, what's up? Yeah.
0: So, uh, so that happens. I'm glad I disclosed that. Well, it's not like we have a fucking million.
1: I'm glad I listened, disclosed that to all 34 listeners. Yeah. Uh, we're seven listeners. We have like, uh, 70 listens on one of them, dude. So
0: we're getting there. Because Amy's awesome. So is Elaine.
1: Uh, Amy's was really good, though. It was profound. I think, uh, So it was Elaine's.
0: Elaine's, the audio was pretty low on it. We fucked that one up. Yeah. And I guess, like, so in regards to the podcast, what I'm struggling with now is uh, reaching out to people to be guests because there's just, so, like, we, you know, we have a a lot of local people that we can and will ask to be on the show, but it's one of these things where we just don't want to burn through all of our local people. Right. Um, And so, like, you know, I've been, you know, wanting to reach out to people, I guess, that are in the region. Um, but it's just a str- like it's just, you know, some of them I haven't talked to in a while and it's like to just reach out to somebody and be like, Hey, uh, we're doing this podcast that's sort of recovery based, but you know, we're trying to, you know, abide by these traditions and, you know, protect everybody's anonymity since this is going to be on the, you know, interwebs. And it's just like a I guess, scary, uh, it's, I don't know, it's, I experienced a lot of fear about reaching out to people to be on the guest. So like kudos to Elaine and Amy for being willing, cause that's just what I do. I'm like, and, and check out episode 4 and 5. Yeah. You know, exactly. Like if you want to know what it is. Like, yeah,
1: we have some guests on there now and they our guests have been awesome about like hey, this thing is legit. These are some people we need you need to talk to. So I think Yeah. that has been a big aid as well as we we are going to have a couple of people in the next week that are around our area. Yeah. That uh so that that'll help too and I think we just got to keep doing it and I was telling uh <clears throat> I think I was telling my sponsor this the other day. Uh the cool thing about this thing is how much spiritual growth I get out of it, you know, because it's like I'm full of fear about this and then overcome that fear or, you know, start to try to outgrow it by by doing the thing that I'm afraid of, like reaching out to someone or being vulnerable and putting it out on the Internet or you know what I mean? like. And then Amy was telling us after after we stopped recording how she thinks this thing has a place because that just doesn't happen that much. Like, there's not a lot of dudes that are willing to put themselves out there and be vulnerable and all of this shit. And, uh, I mean, I'm I'm one of them, but, like, as I, as I continue to do this, I just feel like I'm growing, and I've been telling more people about this that I'm not as close to, you know? Like, you and I really haven't done any marketing for this thing. Like, we don't even have a social media page yet or anything. And yet, I've, like, I've told more people, I've told some of my friends that are, like, still drinking and doing stuff that you know like it's just i'm getting out there a little more which is cool to kind of start out growing it more and more and getting more comfortable with this thing you know
0: yeah and then that's the thing like um like two things like the first is again i'm not the kind of person that gets ideas and then falls through on them i'm a kind i'm the dude that has a lot of ideas that never get then then no action ever gets taken on because of fear because i'm afraid um I'm afraid what the world is going to think of this. I'm afraid how people are going to react to it. You know, I'm afraid that it's just going to be fucking terrible. And And like, so I experienced all that fear. So like, you know, like the theme through my life, when we, when I did my inventory and I wrote down my principles and like one of the principles I looked at was this theme that I was going to fail at everything I did. It kept me from trying a lot of shit. Mm. And so, like, this Mm -hmm. podcast is one of those things where, like, I just, um, you know, it's the the first thing. I think, you know, I don't know, maybe, like, the house was probably the first thing that I goal that I set that I followed through on and accomplished, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it led to the one thing and the other and the other and the other. And, like, here we are doing this podcast. It wasn't like this was the first thing. This is just, like, the next thing. But this was as much about... We we have no idea where where this is going to go and what's the purpose of it. But uh, this was as much as about, like... Doing the doing the direction that we thought we were getting, yeah. As, as much as like what's going to happen as a result of it, yeah. Right?
1: I always I'm in the same boat. I always have these ideas of like, oh, I want to do that, you know. Oh, I want to learn how to play guitar. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do that, and never try because I'm too afraid. You know, like literally, that's just it. And so I think you and I had a conversation pretty early on. Like the cool part about you and I is, um we're becoming doers instead of talkers, you know? And I, I think I learned that because of the work and the program. Like, I'm a doer. I don't get to talk about the program. I got to do the program. I don't get to talk about the steps. I have to do the steps, you know? And now, like, I don't talk about making a podcast. We're making a podcast, you know? And, like, I remember you saying, like, I just love being around doers. And and I I do, too, man. Yeah. I love being around people that are doing shit. and. That's what we're looking for with guests, too, is people that are fucking doing the thing. You know, whatever that thing is, they're doing it. And it's, I don't know, I get a a natural high, whatever you want to call it, you know, from being around people that are just out there fucking killing life.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, that's why we targeted Elaine. That's why we targeted Amy, because they're they're just... I don't know. They're just making a lot of, they're making a lot of life. And I'm like, yep, that's what it, that's what it is. Right. That's where we get this, this second chance at life. And what are we going to do with it? Exactly. And then the other thing you talked about was like who you shared this with. And I I too shared it with a couple of buddies that I just, you know, wouldn't share it. You know, they don't right. really know me like that or, you know, I, I don't know. And like I shared it with them and then I got positive feedback from them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then a couple of people that have never listened to a podcast before and they were like, hey, that's pretty cool, you know. And and then, the, you know, the one was asking me about what other podcasts, you know, are, I listened to all yours, what other podcasts do you recommend? This, these are sort of neat. And so I got to maybe start listening to some podcasts. But, uh, yeah, just the f- the willingness to share this I mean, there's almost tens- tends to be these two different worlds sometimes. Like, there was this...
1: Yeah, leading dude. the double life still.
0: Yeah, there was this dude I was when I was drinking and drugging, and, you know, that guy has a nickname, and it's Marty, and Marty likes to party, and, like, that's who Bootswing I am. Marty. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's <laughs> that dude, and now I'm Aaron, and... I- I'm this guy that doesn't drink and doesn't do drugs anymore. And, and, like, you know, I still see those old friends, but, I mean, what are you going to do and go up to them and talk about my relationship with God, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. what am I writing inventory and my mm-hmm. meditation practices and all of these things? And, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, man, I, you know, like... Um hopefully they, they get to see the way that I live and that'd be the thing and I don't really have to talk about it all. But like there's this, there's this disconnect sometimes when we get sober and it's just, it's not because they don't want to be around me anymore and it's not, it's just like sometimes.
1: Yeah, you just drift apart. Yeah. That's been my experience with a lot of my buddies is we've just kind of drifted apart. And so
0: like to be able to share this podcast with those those guys though and for them to be like, hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That was, I liked that
1: absolutely and well and you told me this the other weekend because you invited me to go watch basketball with your buddies and stuff which was dope and i was and you were like i just don't really feel like i need to keep life separate anymore you know because when i got sober it's still the double life like oh i have my my recovery life and my sobriety life and then i have the rest of my life and like merging those together takes time because like i for me i just wasn't super comfortable like being uh being like, I wasn't afraid after doing the work, I wasn't afraid to go out and do stuff, but it's like, how do I blend my recovery life with the rest of my life? And like, for me, that started with, um, you know, like you coming over to my family barbecue and some stuff like that, where my family loves you now. They're like, Oh my God, that dude's so funny. And then us going to the football games and stuff together. Like my recovery life is starting to blend with the rest of my life. And it, what a peaceful place that is to not have to like, keep a secret or just keep things separate or worry, like, can I invite this guy or do I need to do that? It's just like, oh, yeah, that all of these people are a part of my life today, and I'm okay with that, you know? I think the last thing I heard you say was that your family loves me. <laughs> yeah, they do. They think you're actually pretty funny, which I do not understand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> kidding. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk about that. It reminds me of the conversation Amber and I had last night and that we both decided we have an addiction still, and it's me. You and Amber both? Yeah, I'm addicted to myself. Yeah, yeah. She's also addicted to me. <laughs> <is> so awesome. <laughs> but it's not my fault she put mirrors up all over our house. <laughs> yeah, you do have a lot of yeah. mirrors in your house. I'm not an attractive man, but I can't get enough I of myself. <laughs> well, I, I often say that I think that the, sometimes that the uh uh the only reason that l- the Lord hath stricken me with a hair lip was to prevent me from actually being perfect <laughs> <laughs> it <is so> <laughs> like uh, he was like, mm, we he's got one perfect. too good yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me leave my mark on it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so, so funny other than that it, I'm pretty close, yeah, damn near,
1: <laughs> but uh yeah, it's um I don't know like it's peaceful today, you know, and uh have both my, my life is just a whole now and not like compartmentalized shit this is what I was saying after I said, my family loves you. Oh yeah. Combining the two worlds. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't try. I I Yeah. There's no sense in trying to keep them, uh, not nah, separate. It's anymore. just who I am. Yeah. 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 That's just the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what else now? How long has that been?
1: <laughs> We're at 25 minutes oh, already. Nice. Dude. You All and right. I can roll through some shit. Yeah, we do. Um, what's going on in your recovery world anything
0: um well i have to meet with a new guy tomorrow that's pretty cool it's just amazing for you know um so my work i get off i i don't start till later than i would like and i don't ever know what time i'm going to get off work and so um it's just and meetings aren't my favorite thing to do and so uh, like i said I, i hit a you know make that home group every week and then uh you know sometimes it's few and far between so you'd think it would be hard for me to pick up new guys but it hasn't been that way at all
1: no you keep getting hooked up yeah and I
0: had another one this week um our our guest tomorrow our guest tomorrow um had somebody that he Mm, wanted me to meet and uh Mm -hmm. so so because of my work schedule i usually meet with people on sundays just so i can be consistent in their life and not have to counsel on them and a lot of times they're institutionalized almost always and so in that treatment center and so um they have schedules that they have to meet and i don't know when i can get in there depending on when i get off and so i meet, so i go and meet guys on sundays and so yeah i gotta go meet a new guy tomorrow and i'll find out you know like, um, he's uh, he sounds like he's an opiate guy, too, and so I'll go meet with him and, and find out. See if you guys are fit. Yeah, find out how he drugged and that thing and <coughs> give him my shtick, and that's like, uh, you know, that I'm qualified to take people through the steps, and um, I'm not qualified to do...
1: What else do you do in that meeting? That's This is great. I'm glad this came up because everybody I know does something different. And like I know you have like a first meeting before you really crack the book and all of that stuff, I think. Pretty sure that's what you do, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. And I think that comes out from the chapter working yeah. with others. When it says um, he may want to get started right away, but like that's not a great idea. But on your second meeting, if he's ready to go, then... Get cracking right? Right. So I go have that first meeting, and I let them know what I do, and that is, you know, what I just alluded to a second ago. And I take people through the steps, and, um, you know, I don't have it. You know, like lawyers go to school for a long time to get a degree, and mm-hmm. and mental health professionals go to school for a long time to get a degree, mm-hmm. and um, and that's for a good reason, you know. And I'm not qualified to do those things, right? You know, and um, what I'm what I'm qualified to do is as show another fellow how to do the steps. Mm-hmm. So, like, I let him know that that first meeting. Like, this is what I'll do. And uh, and as long as you're willing to do that, we'll continue to meet, you know. Um, and if you get to the point where you become unwilling, there's just not much I can do for you. Right. And it's not that, like, I'm going to fire somebody or stop. But, like, I might, you know, I'm probably not going to, if if somebody's not going to write inventory, I don't know what, what we would do every Sunday for an hour. You right. You know, like, yep. sitting, like, because, you know. You know, yeah. that's just, I don't know. I wouldn't know what to do. Right. Like I take guys through the steps because, you know, I'm trying to get them to God. I'm trying to, you know, they've got to have a spiritual experience.
1: I, I'm just as powerless against the drug as they are. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And so... uh Now, it says in that chapter to have that guy read the book. Do you have him do that too before the second meeting? Because that to me seems like a lot. Yeah. But I, ha- I don't know. <laughs> I,
0: I haven't. Um, yeah. Usually... I don't know. Maybe maybe they read more in 1935.
1: I, well, there wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything yeah. else? Right. But, yeah. you, know? you Can watch. Can <laughs> like, watch like, UFC, UFC fights. Right? And, yeah. and I mean, granted, someone that's fucking desperate to get clean or sober probably would the ones that I know that have gotten clean and sober probably willing to do anything. So maybe that's a good qualifier. I don't do that either, but that I, maybe I'll start.
0: I read it when we, we went to the same treatment center and they have us read mm-hmm. it in there and I read it in there and, um, I don't recall any one shitting thing. So, I mean, you do, right. That's where you sort of said you closed the book and you were like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I had alcoholic.
1: a, I had a, quite an experience as I read through the book. But, um, again, that didn't have, avail me that much. But it what it did do was at least help me identify some stuff and then um, gave me an idea of what I was going to be doing, I guess. And there was a lot of stuff that I I read and didn't know what it was. And then it, when I went through the work, it kind of connected the dots. But um, yeah, that's not something I, I generally apply either. It's like, hey, read this sucker before next week when we get together again.
0: Yeah. And so like, so I'll sort of tell them what I do, like, okay, well, this, well, you know, we'll meet every week. We'll meet at the same time. I'll come in here I'll take you through the steps and then, um, you know, if you're not willing to do that, I don't know if I, there's, there's probably nothing I can do for you because I, again, all I can do is take you through the steps. Yep. Um, and then I'll, I'll ask them questions though. I ask them about how they're, how they drugged and mm-hmm. you know, shit like, uh, have you ever tried to quit before, mm-hmm. you know, have you ever tried to moderate before, mm-hmm. um, stuff that the book talks about in the chapter more about alcoholism. Um, to, get a, to just get a gauge of, like, what their thing is. Maybe I'll talk to them, you know, do you believe in God? And just sort of, like,
1: you know, I don't Feel know. them out. Yeah. yeah the get book, an idea of where, what kind of prospect you have.
0: Yeah. The book, again, says to find out all you can about your man, mm-hmm. um, to put yourself in his shoes, to find out how you would like to be approached. Right. And so then I try and do that, and I think in the book it's you know, I not want to take things out of context. They're talking maybe about a third person, like the person that hooked me up with this person, find out, and I did, and I asked him, okay, how old is he yeah. how long is it so this is and that and I found out what I could about him, and mm-hmm. then I'll go talk to him. so I don't know what's your and then so, yeah, and so if he wants to do that, and i'll i won't I don't want an answer right then. I don't want an answer like if you you know if you want to do this, we'll Tell do me. it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right now, right, exactly. Right. I don't do that. I'm like, don't don't give me an answer I'll um. You know, either call me in the middle of the week or I'll come back next Sunday mm-hmm. and then if you want to do this we we'll start cracking. Yeah. Um but I don't want him to answer me right then.
1: Yeah, I um gosh, I I've been going through like a bit of a transformation where like I <laughs> that sounds funny. But <laughs> like I used to be extremely rigid and um kind of more demanding i guess i i don't i don't know i don't know how to describe it but i used to um our first meeting we would basically talk about their experience with drinking or drug use and what they've done or what they haven't done and um, have they tried to quit have they not tried to quit you know have they tried to control it have they ever been able to what does that look like um some of that stuff but then if i've always kind of had a game plan in my mind of like okay the next meeting we're going to get through steps one, two, and three, you know, and had like an agenda. And, um, recently I've kind of let go all that shit and, um, been more like free flowing. And so I like my most recent experience is I just met with a dude for three meetings and we talked a shitload about his drinking and his experience and his ability to, um, control it at times and what that looks like in his life. And, uh, if he believes it's life or death, and if he's ready to quit, and after, you know, three meetings, he was like, I don't think I'm done yet, I think I can still do this thing, and I just told him, okay, man, like, my suggestion is go try, you know, and that was terrifying to kind of say, because I'm like, oh, this, I have this crazy idea that, like, this guy's life is in my hands, or something, which is not true at all, but, um so, I believe he's out, trying to control his drinking, which our, our literature does talk about, and anyone that hasn't listened to this, our literature does reference that's something we should do is tell someone like, hey, if you think you can control it, give it a shot, you know, and so that was kind of the conclusion after three meetings, where that was a new experience for me, but I, I believe I did that guy a service and not a disservice, which is a change sometimes. Some people that would be listening to this right now from certain camps would
0: be freaking the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, going to hey, kill that guy. <laughs> yeah, <they're> like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. But, man, that's by the book. That's what our literature says. If you're not convinced, try some controlled drinking, yep. and it's worth a case of the jitters to do so. Yep. But to, to, to think that you, to be arrogant enough to think that you would have the power To keep that guy sober (laughs) by telling him something or trying to scare him is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's
1: that frothy emotional appeal that seldom suffices, right? It's that shit that doesn't work even if I want it to. You don't have the power to keep yourself sober, (laughs) let alone the power to keep that kid
0: sober. Right. Right? Yeah. And and he's going to be unwilling to do what it's... If he's one of us, and he might not be one of us, right? right? The book talks about if you can, you know, if you can turn around and do the about face and
1: drink like a gentleman yeah or how hats hats off, off to you yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> that might be him right you know exactly and so what's cool about that is as a result of me doing the work out of the book, having faith in that um, I have the confidence to have that conversation with someone where in the past I don't think I would have you know like early on I would have tried desperately to con- like sell him on the idea he needed to stay here and that's just not my role like I don't have to sell it dude anymore like my role is to show up share my experience. And if that guy wants what we have to offer, he's going to do what we did, you know? And, like, what a peaceful place that is.
0: Yeah, that's when, you know, like, when I think of that first episode I talked about, you talked about sponsorship and asking me a little bit, and I talked about, like, being in the book because it takes me out of the equation, but that's right. the exact reason why because, man, I don't, you know, like – I each morning I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing in this world. How, there's no way that I could know what any of those people are supposed to be doing in this world. Absolutely. So like, that's why I just, you know, like, um, stay with what's in, what's in our literature because Mm -hmm. I, I know that works Yes. because it's worked for me. It's worked for you and it's worked for quite some time, 70, you know, over 75 years, you know, like, so, um, that's, that's what does work. And so, um, takes all of the pressures off of my shoulder about what I'm supposed to be doing yeah, and helping another person. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Like let's just refer to the manual. Yeah, exactly. I'll just follow these instructions and what I've done. And if it doesn't rectify with these instructions, I'm probably going to leave it alone now, yeah. you know, and like for a long time that wasn't always my experience. I would, I would try stuff that people suggested, even though I, it doesn't, balance in in the book you know in the literature and today I'm just like man if that guy's not talking about it like good on you good luck like that might work for you but I don't know if that will work for another person and so I'm not gonna fucking I'm not gonna mess with that I'm gonna stick with my experience or someone I know's experience out of this literature which frees me up quite a bit you know
0: yeah and I yeah and that there's I mean that you get a lot of that and and stuff coming from other places. And like, again, like that's, that's, again, I think you just summarized it. If that's working for you, you know, get it. I'm gonna just do this, though, because right, that's all I know. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it yeah. doesn't mind like that we don't talk about these other things outside of a meeting. And, you you know shit, sometimes you know the guy that i'm working with will come to me with something and i'll be stumped and i'm not really sure you know what to do with that and at that point i'll be like hey you know i'll call my sponsor or i'll call my old sponsor because they've been around a long time and i'm going to ask them about this if that's okay with you
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, they can you know
1: that's some good humility though to like old me would not say, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> You know, yeah. like, oh, yeah, I don't really know. Let me look into it. Like, yeah. I'd either just be dishonest because I don't want you to think I don't know something, but to be able to just say, hey, like, I'll find out and let me run it by someone else, like, that's that's big. Well, and I
0: guess that's another thing that I would like to impress upon the people that ask me for help is that uh, I'm just a, a person and I yeah. am... Um, Flawed as flawed as anyone, yeah. And um, just because I'm helping you doesn't mean I'm going to be perfect at it, and I'm not going to make mistakes at it, you right. know. And I'll do the best that I can, but you know, your eyes need to be on a power greater and not me,
1: yeah. Right? If you're looking at me,
0: you're looking in the wrong place. Yep. Like it's above me.
1: Exactly. Well, and I was saying this the other at at your meeting, I was saying, and I don't know if it makes sense, but I was saying like the more sobriety i get the less i i think i know you know what i mean like because i just start to get into this place where it's like i don't really know the answer that's that's why you rely on a power greater than you and like that's okay today i just i just don't really know and i i love that today where in the past that would have drove me insane and today i'm just like content with like yeah man um i'm not really sure so Maybe you should counsel with, with a power greater than you. And, uh, and, and, and if I do know, I'll tell you. But if I don't know, I'll tell you too, which is nice.
0: But that's, you know, like I talked about having been sober for a few years and then being back out. And that's the thing that I fucked up is that I was at some point, again, trying to figure out the answer to my problems. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't looking to that source, mm-hmm. you know. And, like, that's the see like, you know, I've got one guy that I work with that's just, uh, I don't know, he's... <laughs> from where he's co- where he's from to where he's at and he's just killing it and but the thing that he does is like when he when we when we meet and he talks to me, I don't even have to ask him anymore if he's consulted God in these things because he that's you already just, did. that's his first that's his first thing is like and I'm telling you as an afterthought <laughs> because yeah. I've already gotten I worked it out. I'm right. like perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's one thing that um like just I think like what I've found a lot of is I have a ton of, uh, every guy I've ever worked with, not every guy, the majority of guys that I've worked with, you and I were just talking about this. The majority of guys that I've worked with, um, they use our once a week meeting as a 10th step. And, and what, a like, I always wonder like, why not just do that in the moment (laughs) and then come to me with the afterthought? Like, Hey man, like, this is what happened after we did that 10 step. Like, you know, cause then you get the experience and for a long time that was me as well. But then I got some good practice doing them daily, you know, doing a 10 step daily. And, uh, eventually I came to that same point where it's like, Oh yeah, I just do it in the moment instead of once a week.
0: Yeah. I think, um, and I think we talked about like 10 steps a lot of times going in, Streaks it seems like I'll yeah. just you know I don't know one week experience a lot of fear and resentment and you know be on the phone all the time doing ten steps and then things will seem to be just I won't be experiencing those things as much but mm-hmm. I think what has changed is my willingness to actually do that step and I right and I understand you know i i I guess I don't understand if those you know if they're if they're like me I can only share my experience is but my experience is that um there's this, um, it's lack of humility that prevents me from picking up the phone and doing a ten step. Right, and um, and and a fear of, you know, m- maybe it's that being vulnerable again, or just mm-hmm. like, you know, for me, a lot of them happen around work, and I'm like this fucking thing again, and I feel like an idiot because I'm just like cannot get past <laughs> this thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Figure it out already. Nobody (laughs) wants to hear that 10th step again. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but that's, uh, you know, I think, I think I said it a few weeks ago, like the most important thing about the 10th step, I think, is doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I find, I just, I think it's funny you and I are talking about this again when it's just (laughs) you and I on the podcast. It's just crucial. Like, I don't know, the 10th step for me, I feel like is the most, are the least utilized and one of the most valuable parts of the program for me because I get to uh, regularly identify my shortcomings, where I might be to blame, clean things up immediately if I need to, and get back to living life. Like I get to get back into the day and not have days just go to shit and never be able to turn it around.
0: Yeah, it can go either way. I don't, you know, I can, uh, I don't have to do a 10 step, I can sit there and let that shit ruin my day right or i can do something about it right and i've gone either both ways i mean i i it was just a couple of weeks ago something came up and i was like just crazy man i think it was monday <laughs> <laughs> and i was like you should do a 10-step and i was like but i fucking ain't gonna <laughs> you know like, <laughs> yeah but i don't give a fuck yeah yeah how'd that go it was cool i was full of a lot of rage <laughs> and then it just went away no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it didn't it came at
1: me in waves yeah i
0: think i think i i think i went through the five stages of grief and uh,
1: well i think you called me and we didn't do a 10-step and we just talked yeah about yeah you being full of rage and i just chuckled and said good luck yeah I think. Yeah. yeah
0: but that think like, that was one of the ones that i'd done the 10-step on so many times in right. my life and uh you know, something happened. I can't, fuck, I wish I could remember. Something happened that got me outside of myself. I mm-hmm. think I did, you know, ask God to remove it. And and then something happened that, that got me outside of myself. And then at some point I realized that um, the circumstances of that work day were not going to change. Um, and mm. I could uh, enjoy it or I could hate every fucking minute of it. And yep. So at some point I began enjoying it because... I was going to be there whether I wanted to or not. And right. I was going to be there a long time whether
1: I wanted to or not. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times, I think that a lot of the times, I think uh, you need to just do less. That's yeah. why I call you Kunu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, That's something we haven't described either. Yeah,
0: you, you tell him.
1: <laughs> so uh, Aaron, uh, he has this cool surfing story of... Uh, Trying to learn how to surf. You were in Hawaii, right?
0: Yeah, Amber and I went there on our honeymoon.
1: And uh, this guy's trying to teach Aaron how to surf, and it—he's telling me the story, and it sounds very reminiscent of uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, where that dude is—the dude named Kunu is trying to teach uh, that guy how to surf, and he's like, "You got to do less than that. You got to do less than that." And Aaron's story sounds very similar to that. And then um, sometimes Aaron will call me, and that or other people and that would be my advice to Aaron is you got to do less and so it just morphed into Aaron's nickname is now Kunu and mine is Sweet Buns McGee. (laughs) Sweet
0: Buns McGee it doesn't count if you don't add the McGee though because I don't know how it got we were leaving a meeting and I don't know what the hell we were talking about but yeah, I said that's something about Kyle's sweet buns, and I was like, that's just not gonna work. But suddenly throwing a McGee on the end of
1: it—yeah, sweet buns, McGee's got a good ring to it. Yeah, I decided it's—I uh, have decided what it is is it's
0: like a character from a movie, like a <laughs> like a Million Ways to Die in the West type movie, similar kind of you know comedy <laughs> western, where uh, like the main character gets run out of town by his ca- cowardice or something, and then he like has to man up and and face the bully outlaw and he returns to town and walks, walks into a saloon and the bully turns around and is like, well, if it ain't Sweet Buns McGee. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah,
1: so. Dude, this is a good game. I hope Texas Tech wins and breaks your bracket, I by hope- the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's over for me. I'm, I'm, I'm in fourth place. Out of five people. (laughs) Does anyone
1: have Gonzaga winning it besides you? Nope. So then you still got a chance.
0: We had a Wisconsin, a Tennessee. Wisconsin?
1: Yeah, he must be from Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin, a Tennessee, a Duke, a Gonzaga, and um, I don't know. Or Wisconsin. The guy thought it was like 2011 (laughs) or something. He was like, they're pretty good, right? Yeah. 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 well yeah man we're 46 minutes in you want anything else you want to what else what else is cracking anything
0: uh, uh no i don't think so i got some company i uh, got a cousin staying with me this weekend so uh uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna hang out with him and watch some fights and uh
1: fuck yeah we are
0: that's about i think yeah you
1: no dude megan's in school so i got the house to myself me and my dog have just been posted up all weekend I think maybe to
0: one, so we'll have another guest. We're going to,
1: we we'll got a buddy coming over tomorrow
0: and we're going to, we're going to, he's going to tell us, you know, we're going to talk to him for however long. Yep. And then I think what we're also going to do is have a couple, uh, have like four of us around. Cause that's how many mics we can have at one time. And, uh, we're going to talk about maybe a step or a specific thing, because what we found, so what we found is when we do this group...
1: On this Wednesdays, on our Wednesday night think we've referenced a few times.
0: Yeah, like it's just, a, it's just a group of people sitting around sharing their experience in a very informal way, just much like a conversation happens. Right. And it's shit that just doesn't get talked about at the meeting level. And, um,
1: yeah, like she, listening to fifth steps, or you know like how God incorporates into your life, or you know like things that uh yeah, you just generally get glossed over,
0: yeah, and so we're like, so the people that have been a part of that group, and I've done it with um you know I talked about with our guest a couple of weeks ago doing one with with her and another group of people on ten and eleven, and just every time I'm in one of those
1: groups um that, that was a little more formal, too, right? Just a little bit more? Yeah,
0: we used a study guide yeah. that, that turned um, sentences into questions. And we and
1: used, that, that is, comes out of Texas, right? Yeah. 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 And um, Brian bought one of those, by the way. One of those study guides? We were talking about if uh, our home group launches, we might get another meeting going. That's one of those. And do like a book study? Yeah. Nice. Like with that literature. Yeah. yeah. So.
0: Um, but so anytime we've done one of these like in yeah, these these studies or these uh, informal groups and and just got specific about a topic, everybody has benefited from that because again, you know like at the meeting level where they're trying to help the new person and maybe we're not talking about hearing fifth steps or maybe we're not talking about like you know a couple of us maybe have had the experience of trying to go through the work without really including God and, mm-hmm. and, and shit like that and yeah. so, so we thought maybe that would be beneficial because we were like, oh, you know, what the hell do we do with this thing? And so that was one of the ideas that came up. So I think in a couple of weeks or two, we're going to try and have, a, you know, several of us sitting around and get specific about something, you know, and spend a, some time talking about that. So we're going to try and do that. We're going to have a guest. and
1: Yeah, we'll have a guest tomorrow, yeah, Ryan. Yeah. And then... uh yeah, hopefully have a couple of people from our uh, from our Wednesday night thing get on this. Yeah. yeah,
0: And then uh and then when we run out of the, the stuff like that, then us chuckleheads will just sit here and talk for 50 minutes. Yeah. Which I mean I'm pretty interesting. I don't understand
1: how I mean your family does like me quite a bit. Yeah. I think I used the word love earlier. Yeah. My family might love you. So So yeah. I think, I think that's a good plan. That's, a, that's the map out. Again, please reach out with... Yeah, uh, send an email. Yeah, email us. Um, I think eventually we'll get a social media page set up once we figure out how to navigate those waters with the same deal, you know, with the, the guidelines of the fellowship we belong to and our own insecurities of putting that out there on our social media website and stuff. So, But uh, if you would like to, if you're listening to this, please email, let us know, give us some feedback, whether it's good, whether it's shit, whether you think we're following the the guidelines and or we're not, uh, I think Aaron and I would like to hear anything from anyone and uh, hopefully maybe you can tell some people about it if you do enjoy it and help us start spreading this thing a little more.
0: Yeah. I was going to offer a prize to our first emailer, but then um, I don't have anything to offer. A face-to-face meeting and a high (laughs) five.
1: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah that's about it i don't think that's a prize no maybe
1: they can come watch ufc fights with us <laughs> if, if they're yeah. into that or something if they live close yeah. yeah and if they're in dallas thanks for listening we got a lot of listeners in dallas somehow yeah, yeah.
0: Holla Dallas. yeah
1: so all right well yeah hopefully we can uh we can get some interaction with people that might be listening to this so we know if this is shit or if this is actually valuable to other people outside of people that love us that kind of have to tell us that. Yeah, they're
0: biased. They don't count.
1: Right, exactly. Well, uh, I I don't got anything else. I just want to say thanks to anybody that is listening. Um, it's been awesome. It's been really cool. It's been good growth for us, and I appreciate all of the feedback.
0: We're also maybe going to try and get some music, you know, some bumper music, but yeah. it's copyrighted, and uh, so that's a whole nother thing. And, you know, when you work 50 and then podcast and, you know, do chores and all this shit, then... I don't know when it's time to write the copyright letter but
1: yeah we should, I'll, I could probably type that up pretty quick and then we could have someone that's a professional overlook it and give yeah, us their stamp of approval. That's right. All right. Well, let's we'll work on that cuz I you and I have a great song in mind. <laughs> 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 yeah, so. All right, cool. All right, thanks.